Greetings and blessings, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Conversations with your host, Michael Story. I am honored and blessed to be the founder of this podcast, where we'll be talking about differing events happening in society, current event topics, culture, media, news, and looking at things from a Kingdom of God perspective. I appreciate your viewership. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to express my ideas, my thoughts, and share what's on my heart that God has given me. I pray that all is well, and you all stay blessed and stay tuned for some amazing content. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. I want to thank you all for tuning in to my first podcast episode today. Um, Once again, this is called Kingdom Conversations, a Christian podcast where we're looking at different conversations about uh, the kingdom of God, um, looking at what's happening in popular culture, and we're um, looking at a Bible Christ-centered perspective when it comes to certain things. So today, I just want to be t- talk about accountability. Um, accountability is something that is so important for us Christians as we try to navigate this world. Um, each day, you know, we're battling our own flesh, we're battling our desires, our, our lusts, not just sexual, but our desires of our flesh. We're battling the world, what's acceptable and deemed appropriate in the world. And we're also battling the spiritual aspect. So um, the spirit of the adversary, um, demons, things that are unseen. So I'm not trying to get too deep on the first episode today, but I just want to talk about accountability today and how that's so important for all of us to have accountability. But before we get into the word, let's go ahead and have a quick uh, prayer. Dear Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing us to experience another day of life on this Sunday. Thank you for uh, bringing up the rising of your son, um, your son, Jesus Christ, and also the sun and the weather, giving us the oxygen, giving us the light, giving us the nutrients in the world um, in order for us to thrive and live. Thank you for allowing us to be in good health, God, and for providing for all of our needs Um, Lord Jesus, we know that these times are difficult, but uh, we just want to give you praise and glory just for everything that you have been doing and everything that you continue to do in our lives. Lord, we ask you for grace and mercy on this day. Um, We ask for forgiveness of sins. Father God, uh, we come to you with an open heart. Uh, We come to you with with a mind that you can wipe clean, a slate that you can wipe clean, and we can get a fresh start. And thank you for your mercy that is new every day and we just want to live to please you in the name of jesus we pray amen so yes i appreciate you all listening once again um but today just i want to talk about accountability once again and what is accountability so first off the bible is clear that um, for our lives how we live our lives everything that we've done we're going to have to give an account for how we lived our life so um, when we all stand uh, in the judgment before God, when we have to give it a come for our lives, you know, he'll take into consideration everything that we've done. Um, however, there's going to be two judgments uh, on the world. So judgment one is going to be for uh, those who are believers called the Bema uh, judgment, or which is a righteous judgment, basically not for our salvation, but the works that which we've done that, has stood, that have stand the course of time and what we have done for the Lord. And that's going to, we're either going to get rewarded for that or what God had in, God had for us in the world, we're going to get something removed, um, spiritually, eternally removed 
for uh, a lack of deeds or something that we did not do. So um, those are that's the judgment for believers who are in Jesus Christ already. Those who are followers of Christ, once again, that's not for our salvation, but um, the rewards that we're going to either receive or get deducted due to the way we live our lives. And then there's going to be a great white throne judgment, you know, for those who, um, particularly this is after the reign of the Antichrist and after those who come out the tribulation period and all those who are non-believers, um, all the, the angels of the kingdom of darkness, so the demons, uh, Satan, those who do not believe will go to the great white throne judgment and unfortunately will be cast into the uh, eternal lake of fire um, where, you know, and the demons and Satan and those who, who do not believe will burn forever. But nonetheless, yes, yeah, so we are all that are going to have to give an account for our lives. Uh, but thankfully, you know, God has been very gracious to us that, you know, we will be able to wipe clean the slate of you know, our past lives, our sins. And um, with that being said, we still have to live a life that's you know, living up to par with God. It's important, as the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6. Once again, that's Galatians chapter 6. Now, I personally like the um, New King James Version or the King James Version. So I'll read it in the New King James Version just to share what it says as far as accountability. So I'm really going to focus on the first couple of verses, but it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burden, so you fulfill the law of Christ. All right, so I'm going to stop there. That's Galatians chapter 6, beginning verse 1 through 2. So um, all of us here on earth, um, God has created us to have fellowship with one another. Um, that's why he gave us the church. Um, so that we can hold each other accountable and we can strengthen each other and have a community of believers uh, in Christ when times get hard, when persecution comes. But just for encouragement and just to make sure that we are you know, fulfilling the law of Christ. So the law of Christ, um, he says that the most important thing is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and to love your neighbors as yourself. All right. So that is uh, fulfilling the law of Christ. He says that in Matthew you know, that we, if we do these two things, love God with everything within us and our soul, our mind, our spirit will love each other and neighbors, then we will be fulfilling the law of Christ. And so um, in the Galatians chapter six, it just really shows that, you know, there's going to be times where we do sin, where we do fall short of the glory of God. However, um, if you have a friend, if you have a confidant, if you have a brother, sister in Christ, it's important that we confess our sins first to God. Right. And we want to confess our sins to God, but then we also want to confess it to somebody else. So for me personally, I'll share with you all that. And there's times where I've been you know, tempted and fell into looking at, you know, sexually explicit images and videos, which is I'm not embarrassed about that because I feel that a lot of us have that struggle. However, I've come to God in, in prayer and asking for forgiveness with that. And I realized that I need to repent. So asking for forgiveness and repenting is not the same thing. Um, you can ask for forgiveness and God will forgive us. But if we could continue to do the same thing, you know, that means we haven't repented. Repentant means, repentance means to turn from um, actions, to change our mind, to do a different behavior, change our behavior in regards to a certain topic. So to repent from 
in this example of sexual immorality or um, looking at sexually explicit images to repent from that is to no, simply no longer look at those videos and images, which is easier said than done. So the point I was getting at is that I have come to God in confession, um, but you know, there's times where I'll do good for a while and then slip back into it. And so uh, to have greater accountability here in the natural, you know, I confess to a couple of brothers in Christ um, about, you know, my struggle and, you know, we've been, they've been holding me accountable in prayer. I've also downloaded an app called Covenant Eyes and Covenant Eyes is a great app that uh, monitors basically everything that you, you know, watch on your phone. Um, you can add it up to six or seven different devices. And so um, it sends weekly screen screen reports to my accountability partner. So I have about three or four people that get these emails in regards to what I've been monitoring my internet activity. So and that's just an example for me for accountability. Um, once again, it says Galatians chapter six, you know, beginning of verse one that we have, if we're overtaken in a trespass. So trespass means doing something that's contradic- contradictory to God's word. And that's trespasses. In other words, it's, it's sinning. Because to sin means to miss the mark of perfection, miss the mark of um, God's way. And so whenever we, you know, do things in our own vein that is contradictory to the word of God, we are in sin. Um, And to transgress means to uh, think about it like this, to to break the law, to break God's law. So we've transgressed, but um, it says to... You know, confess that to someone who is spiritual and help restore somebody in gentleness. So when we do fall short, um, we want to be wise and have discretion of who we're sharing our our faults with or who we're sharing our struggles with. Because everyone that you confess to um, isn't going to have your best interest in mind. There are those who are going to be holding that against you, whether secretly or gossip behind your back, or those who are involved in similar sins. And if they don't have a spirit of gentleness, then it's a spirit of judgment. And we got to be careful not to judge one another because when we judge one another, we'll be um, be accountable for the same measure of judgment which we give someone else. Right. So, uh, for instance, if my struggle, you know, with, you know, watching certain images and videos, um, there are times where I do feel somewhat embarrassed or ashamed to go to one another and you know, that's something I go to I go to God about in prayer. Um, but, you know, there's also times where I don't want my pride to get in the way. So I have to humble myself and let somebody know that I'm struggling in this area. Will you pray for me? What, what are some suggestions that you have? And so I've had some very great candid conversations with brothers, uh, particularly men, you know, in uh, Christ who have know the struggle and have experienced it and have overcame it. So. Uh, it's important for us to um, find a person or two to that we trust in to share our business with, um, because if we keep this bottled up or if we do not address certain sins, then we're deceiving ourselves, right? And when we deceive ourselves in living in sin, there's going to be greater consequences to pay for that. And we don't want to experience God's judgment and wrath, especially when he gives, he's given us the victory over uh, certain areas. So I know one of my favorite scriptures is in the book of James. In James um, chapter 1, uh, I believe it's chapter 1, I want to say. Yes, so it says that in verse, let me see here, 
verse 12. This is talking about enduring temptation. So it says, James chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot tempt, cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin, it is full grown, brings forth death. All right. So basically, the Galatians chapter 6, when we confess one another's sins, it's like, hey, it's just a humble admission of we're falling. We're falling into error, but the purpose of that is not to just confess it, but to have a remedy for the solution uh, for the sin. And so um, it helps, you know, God, like I said, gives accountability to um, different um, believers in the body of Christ to let us know your struggles. And it doesn't just have to be, you know, sexual immorality. That's just an example for me, uh, particularly um, I'm abstaining from sex and you know sexual activity but that doesn't mean that i'm not tempted by that right and i know that god does not tempt me with those desires but is in my own flesh and when i act upon those desires if i do you know then that's when it's sin whether that's the form of masturbation or i'm looking at explicit images or whatever have you that i know is unholy you know i'm in sin about that but god is so faithful and jesus gives us a way out. And so it's not just to feel bad about ourselves, but it's to realize that, you know, Jesus has already gone to the cross and he, he has died for our sins. And he has resurrected so we can have eternal life. For in First Corinthians chapter 15, um, it says that the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. So, and uh, so he has already defeated, you know, sin and death. Um, so, but if we're not doing anything about the sins that we know to do right, but we choose to do wrong anyway, as it says in James, um, then we're living in deception. And so we don't want to do that. We want to be very careful for that. Okay. So um, that's why accountability is so great. So if you do not have an accountability partner or two, I highly recommend, especially in believers, to find someone who you feel comfortable to uh, confess your sins to if you're doing it. And it doesn't have to be every time, but um, you should have somebody who you regularly check in with, um, but to confess it and then not just confess it, but to seek to get prayer, seek to get a resolution so you can overcome the temptation. So, you know, when we overcome the temptation, as it says in James chapter 1, in verse 12, that when we overcome and we're approved, uh, the temptations of life, uh, temptations of our desires, temptations of the world, when we overcome these things, because they will be here, we will receive the crown of life, you know, which God has promised to all believers in Jesus Christ. And um, that's a special crown that we that we receive due to our faithfulness and our ability to overcome uh, temptations. So, you know, I feel encouraged. It is utterly important to have our mind fixed on Christ Jesus, who's at the right hand of God, as it says in the book of Colossians, uh, Colossians, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth, 
for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And this is talking about you know, the second coming of Jesus Christ, that you know, the saints of old, uh, the angels, those who are dead in Christ and those who are alive, uh, we will uh, see Christ um, on this, when he comes again on this earth um, in, in, the, in the manifest presence of this world. So we will reign with him. And so our life, which is yet to come, our eternal life, which is yet to come, will be in Christ when he returns. But nonetheless, I just want to say that it's important for us to think on uh, the good things of God, who's on the right hand of God. In Philippians, it says, you know, whatever things are just, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are good, let us fixate our minds on these things and meditate on them. And when I say meditate, I don't mean meditate in the metaphysical Buddhist standpoint, but to meditate, just to think and meditate on the goodness of God, on the on the truth of the word of God, on the scriptures, on um, the, the great attributes of our Lord, who is our king, who is our savior, who is our rock, who is our provider, who is our shield, who is our comfort in the times of trouble, you know, who is our way of truth, you know, who has defeated the enemy. Um, let us think on the goodness of God, who is just, who is righteous, who is holy, you know, who is merciful, who is compassionate. Let us think on these things of God and let us adapt it to our lives. And so that's very important. Um, when it comes to being honest with ourselves and being honest with God, now God will forgive us for any sins that we have committed. You know, that is scriptural. That's all throughout the Gospels. You know, Jesus Christ has the power to forgive all sins on these earth. All right. So we come to our Father God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, asking for forgiveness because uh, Jesus is the one that makes intercession. He has the ability to forgive us for those who believe in him. So if we believe not, in Jesus Christ, then you know our sins remain. When we re believe in Jesus Christ and we ask for forgiveness, God does forgive us. In the book of First John, chapter one, it says that if we confess all of our sins to God, He was faithful and just to forgive us for all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that is in First John, chapter one, verse nine. And with that being said, um, to forgive us for our sins is not exactly the same for repenting, but God wipes a fresh start, you know, for our sins. So he remembers it no more. Um, but with that being said, as Jesus told the woman who was, you know, caught in adultery, go and sin no more. All right. So when he forgives us for our sins, he expects us to, you know, make a gradual change, um, sometimes a very abrupt change into our lifestyle so we don't continue to live in sin. So um, let's say if you have an issue of alcohol or, um, if you have a foul language and you're you know, very uh, you use a lot of profanity, you know, perverse mouth, or you know, in my case, if it's sometimes slipping back into a bad habit of you know watching sexually explicit videos or um, anything like that, then you know God expects us to no longer keep doing the same things over and over, right? And so uh, that's important to once again to repent, return from these sins, and it's. Sometimes easier said than done, but you got to remember that you know, in the Bible in James, you know, chapter one, he says that the temptations of this world is is common to everyone everywhere. And God will not allow us to be tempted more than we are able to bear, but he will provide a way out. So God does not tempt us himself, but he allows us to 
uh, be tempted sometimes. Um, and um, the reason for this is so that we can, you know, strengthen our faith and that God can do a good work and his glory can be revealed in our lives. And so it's really for our, not it's a test for us to, to pass, to succeed, and not a test for us to fail. So God will give us a way out um, to overcome these sins. And um, something that I can say for my life is that while I'm not completely sinless, I am sinning less. And I'm grateful for God for that. And so I don't want to return to to you know, my sins and what I know is wrong. So, you know, it's because it takes a radical transformation in your mind and your heart and your will to be committed to honoring and obeying God. Right. And the times where we do slip, that doesn't mean that we lost salvation or anything, but it just means that, you know, sometimes our flesh is still there and, you know, the flesh has gotten the best of us in those moments. But, you know, Jesus already knew that we are, you know, our sin nature, our, our, our sin nature in the flesh, um, which is the desires of our heart, which is the desires of our soul, which is the desires that go oftentimes are contrary to the Holy Spirit of God and self for believers. You know, when we fall, you know, it's important to confess our sins and then to get back up. So in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, it says, you know, a righteous person may fall seven times, but gets back up. But the wicked fall into destruction. So uh, making us right, our righteousness is of our faith in Jesus Christ. And once we believe in him, he automatically deposits righteousness on us because righteousness doesn't come from our working or our well-doing, but it comes from, you know, the, the faith in which is in Jesus Christ and everything that he has done when he completed, defeated sin once and for all on the cross. And he had resurrected three days later uh, to eternal life at the right hand of God. And once he resurrected three days, that's symbolic of our eternal life. We resurrect uh, in the body, you know, at the second coming of Christ, but also our soul and spirit in heaven when we pass and our body is at rest, but our soul and the spirit is with the Lord, right? And that's really important. And so our righteousness is of God, is not of ourselves. And so with that being said, you know, to be a righteous person doesn't mean to be perfect, but it means to be one that is striving to honor and love God. And we're increasing in faith and we're um, doing the best on this earth that we can to live our life as an example of Jesus and to love one another, and to love God, and to depart from evil, and to uh, turn from our sins. You know, that's what it means to be, you know, righteous. Righteous is um, to do what is right in the eyes of God, and what is right in the eyes of God, the will of God, is for us to believe in His Son, Jesus Christ. That is what's right. That is what makes us just, not all the good works that we do, because God is not impressed by the good works. He is the author and creator of good, so he expects us to do that. And so um, when we're doing good things, but if we don't have faith in Jesus Christ and our righteousness is in vain, right? So he's not impressed with the goodness that we do because no matter who you are as a human, you know, we can do many great deeds, but we also have done evil deeds um, or sin, which is evil in God's eyes. We've all done that at some point in time in our life where we'll continue to do that. And so if God is a righteous and holy God, then he can't allow that to be unpunished, you know. So God will punish sins, but he, excuse me, he punished sins once and for all when he punished his son, Jesus Christ, who is God, who came to earth in the flesh, and he 
can't he the purpose of his death on the cross was he's a righteous man he was innocent there was no sin found in him but he had to go to the cross um in order for us not to perish for eternally and this is because he did this because he loved us so and the bible says scarcely will a man you know die for one another yet alone a righteous person will die for those someone who is sinning but jesus did that and you know, the fact that he was sinless and he took our punishment gives us the privilege, gives us the everlasting life that God has given to us, to those who are believers in Jesus Christ. And so not to get too far off track, but it's important that, you know, we recognize our sins in our life and we need to confess to God, first and foremost, confess to the Lord, ask for forgiveness ask for repentance, but then also, you know, it's important to uh, take the necessary actions in order to change up those behaviors and act and those things that we know are, that are wrong. So, you know, if you know that uh, you have an alcohol issue, then you might need to go rehab. You know, you might need to get some counseling. If you have anger issues, instead of imploding or exploding on one another or someone, now you might want to get some counseling or some help. There's real life practical steps in the natural that we can take, but um, the power of prayer is so important. Like in the book of James, it says in James that um, in chapter was it chapter five, right? It says that uh, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, right? It says if that's James chapter 5 verse 16 and it says in verse 19 brethren if any one of you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back let him know let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover the multitude of sins and so i pray that this is my podcast this episode about accountability is one that's an episode of love because i love you all, I love my fellow human beings. I love you know, my brothers and sisters, particularly those in Christ. I love everyone, but I want those to know the truth. And if you're living in error and sin, I want to know that, hey, you know, that there, there needs to be something done about that because you're not in truth. But I hope to restore you in truth in the spirit of gentleness, in the spirit of love, and to point you to Jesus, um, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And the one who was able to forgive us and that, you know, there's a community of people here who care about you and we want you to live right. We want you to get back to the truth of the word of God and to live according to the standards of God and on our own. And, you know, that's important for us to have a community who will be able to restore us, who will be able to pray for us, who will be able to provide us help and necessary assistance. But you have to be willing to do these things. And so I hope this podcast reaches somebody who is interested in, you know, learning more about God and who is interested in um, getting back to the truth of the word of God. And somebody who maybe doesn't know Jesus, that this is the time where you really think about giving your life to Jesus Christ. Because as we're living in these last days, no, I'm not going to say I don't know. Nobody knows when Jesus is coming back, um, but we don't know when our life is going to end. And there's a lot of things happening. So we want to have eternal salvation, eternal security of where we're going to be living our life, you know, with the Lord 
um, in heaven uh, with God and his angels in paradise or, you know, for those who reject that, you know, will be condemned to hell forever. And to be honest, we're all worthy of hell uh, because of, you know, our sins. You know, that's what we deserve. But, you know, Jesus and the Father loved us so much that, you know, he gave his life for us in John three sixteen. You know, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe him shall not perish but have everlasting life you know for god sent his son not to condemn the world but but that through the son which is jesus christ that we may be saved through him and so this comes with faith and for some people some people believe right away some people it's a journey it's a process but i just want us to know particularly for those who are believers that there's certain areas in our life that we know we need to get right before God. Let's do that. Let's not procrastinate. That's something that's very important, especially in COVID-19 times. We don't know what's going to happen, you know, the next day, the next hour. You know, the world is, is in turmoil right now. It's a lot of division and chaos. However, this is what's been predicted by the Lord in Matthew chapter 24, um, that, you know, in the signs of the last days, when the disciples were asking Jesus, what will be the signs of the last days? He said there will be you know, earthquakes in diverse places. There'll be many natural disasters. There'll be people who are proclaiming to be false Christ. Um, there'll be a lot of division on this earth. You know, people go from evil to worse. Um, but nonetheless, let us not panic. Let us not fear for these things must come before the returning of the Son of Man. And these are signs of the latter days and that we're living in. And if we're able to discern what is happening on this earth, we'll be able to tell that you know, everything that Jesus predicted and told his disciples is manifesting in this earth. And so the main message that Jesus told his disciples was one, the kingdom of God, explaining the kingdom of God, oftentimes in parables for those who, because it was a mystery of the kingdom of God, but for those who wanted deeper understanding, they would ask Jesus and he would tell them directly. Uh, he would teach about the, the kingdom of God, but then also to uh, repent and be baptized in the name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, either both is correct, um, but you had to repent and to believe the gospel. So, you know, let us repent uh, from certain areas in our life and to believe the gospel and do what's right. So this podcast, this message today about accountability is just one of encouragement, is one of love, one of gentleness, and hopefully just to point some people with somebody back to the truth of the word of God. So I definitely appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me today. And um, this that's all I have for episode one. And I will close this out in prayer, if you don't mind. And prayer, let me go ahead and begin right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this platform. Thank you for giving me a voice to speak on behalf of you, Lord God. Um, Lord, please help me to be a faithful witness and one that helps turn people away from iniquity to truth. Um, let me be a voice that speaks mercy, truth, and love to your people. Um, Lord, let help me to repent from my sins, Lord God, and areas in my life where I know that I need to give to you and to work in our heart. Lord, I ask for a clean hands and a pure heart, Father God, that I may please you and serve you in all ways and my thoughts, and my deeds, and my actions. Father God, please let you to be ple- pleased, and let help you to help me to be 
of unworthy of eternal life. Father God, increase our faith, increase my faith, increase the faith of the listeners. Help us to seek to do what's right before you, Father God. Help us to love you in all things, give thanks in all things. Um, let us be grateful for what you have done for us. Thank you for providing for us and taking care of us during this time of COVID. Father God, we ask that uh, we continue to add souls to the kingdom of God. Lord, give us wisdom, give us understanding, and give us a sound mind, Father God, so we may be able to um, live this life. And we have joy and we have health and we have peace, uh, knowing that we're trusting in you and loving you, Lord God. And Lord Father, we ask that we walk in fear of you, Father God. Fear not as in to be afraid of you, but to be uh, have you in such high reverence and to have a holy fear of you, Father God, which is necessary uh, for your disciples and for your children. And let us to be bold and unashamed in our faith in you, Jesus. And we thank you and we ask that you bless everybody who's listening to this, bless their families, their loved ones. And Lord, um, just have your covering over our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I thank you all for listening to episode one once again. May you all have a blessed week and stay tuned for later episodes. God bless. Thank you.